You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This is Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. And now, here are the top stories. Dogs are the most popular pet in the United States. A recent survey shows about 45% of homes with pets have dogs. But one Florida pet store has decided to stop selling them. Zoo2 News reporter Victoria Lim explains why. Dog treats, dog beds, dog accessories, but... No dogs are for sale at this pet store. We are not going to sell puppies anymore. The Animal House used to sell 25 to 30 puppies every month. Owner Rebecca Hearn says they came from breeders with documentation to prove it. But confused customers still ask if they came from puppy mills. We've always been against them. That's why Hearn stopped selling puppies. We're trying to focus on the positive and teach them about adoption. Now she invites animal shelters and rescue groups like this dachshund rescue to bring in animals for adoption, not purchase. We wanted, instead of bringing a lot of new puppies into the world, we just wanted to change and, you know, just work with, work with what was already out there. She invites the groups to come in on weekends. The change isn't just for mom-and-pop pet shops. Retail giant Petco also doesn't sell puppies. The company says it's helped find homes for more than 200,000 adoptable animals a year. There are so many animals out there that are available for adoption, and we want to be more part of the solution than part of the problem. Through this location in Columbia, Missouri, manager Lance Hansen says 200 animals, including dogs, cats, and rabbits, have found forever homes in a year. Back in Florida, Rosie may become the newest member of the Ramirez family. I believe that dogs are like man's best friends, so if I could just get it this way better than buying it from a breeder, which is like a profit for their own needs, I'd rather just adopt the dog and rescue it, you know, from, from whatever the situation is. Hearn says that, like Edwin Ramirez, the community has responded positively to the change. The Dachshund Rescue Group brings its dogs to the store about once a month since last year. As a result of each visit, at least one dog found forever homes. The Ramirez family must still go through the site visit and paperwork till they find out if Rosie is theirs. But as you can tell, she's already made her decision. I'm Victoria Lim in St. Petersburg, Florida, for Zoo2 Pet News. While this may be a growing trend, estimates are a third of the nation's 11,000 pet stores continue to sell dogs and cats. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zoo2.com. Send us story ideas by emailing us. There is one industry that's on the rise during this economic downturn, and that is dog security. Many people are worried about the rise in crime and are turning to dogs for their safety. Zutu News reporter Maris Nazaro met up with a canine expert in Little Rock who has been training dogs for more than 35 years. Master dog trainer Greg Durham has two kinds of security. Dogs that keep thieves away and a service that's growing. Durham claims his business is on the rise because the economy is bottoming out. If I could keep up with the supply and demand, I'd say my, my business would jump up 25-35% real easy. Booming business, an ironic trend with so many jobless or in the red. 
But in fact, 44% of police departments reported increases in crime linked to the economic crisis, as shown in a new survey by the Police Executive Research Forum based in Washington, D.C. Well, if you look at, at uh, the past recessions and depression that we've had, you see that, that uh, crime a lot of times goes up a little bit during those times. Many of Durham's clients are women who feel they need protection because of the recent recession. Yeah, it crossed my mind and I was thankful I had them prior to the economy's downturn. Durham's training technique teaches dogs to pick up on a criminal's actions. He doesn't recommend using verbal signals for security. Well, when I read this article about the lady in New York who was attacked by a, a guy, guy ended up raping her and beat her up and she had a Doberman that was, uh, oh, you say he was command trained. And she told the police, well, I never got the chance to tell him to get him. Tiffany Williams also works with Durham. She notes how dogs have extraordinary senses. It was raining, thundering. Um, I kept hearing it seemed like someone was coming up under the carport trying to um, get in the house or whatever they were trying to do. You know, with all the rain and thunder and he, he stood up and he got by that door and he barked. And whoever it was, they, they left and they didn't come back. Keep criminals away. A lot of times you'll talk to burglars and ask them why they picked a particular house. And they say, well, that one didn't have a dog. To support this theory, in the book, Secrets of a Super Thief, author John McLean reported the results of a survey of 300 inmates who had been convicted of robbery. 95% claimed a dog would prevent them from entering a house. Durham thinks a dog is the best form of security. Even though you have a gun, a dog is a bigger deterrent factor than a gun. feels a lot better to pet than having a, a gun in my nightstand. Even for a man who has trained more than 5,000 dogs and keeps security dogs on his property, Durham is only one concern. One, one of the things I fear is a lady that has control of her big dog. It's just something about that, and that dog look you in the eye like, what do you want, you see? And they can do that. I mean, even me, I'm a professional, and I respect that. I'm Maris Nazaro, reporting from Little Rock, Arkansas. The American Pet Association reports that 79% of owners have dogs for their security. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zoo2.com. Send us story ideas by email us. We may all believe that our pet is a precious angel, but there is no doubt one kitten in Michigan is pulling at a lot of heartstrings. It survived a vicious attack. Zutu News reporter Melissa Cohn shows us this little kitty has the heart of a lion. Michigan is known for its bow hunting season, but what happens when a bow and arrow falls into the wrong hands? Precious Angel knows the answer. She sees things from a different point of view. She didn't even know she had the arrow in her. But her eye was just popped out of her head, laying on her cheek. It, it was very gross. Precious Angel had been shot directly in the eye with an arrow. If you looked in the corner, you, that was the end of the arrow. And then to shoot out the back of her head, and that was metal, about three inches long here. And then this was wood in here. I don't know how she survived. Precious Angel had not only survived, but was living in the wild for almost a week before help arrived. Vicki and Rodney Taylor took Precious Angel to veterinarian Kim Baldock. Before I even went in, I was like, this is not going to be good. You know, I was thinking, oh, we're going to have to euthanize this cat. I can't understand why people would do that to any animal. 
you know, cats, dogs, anything. I was shocked when I walked in the room and the cat was just sitting there purring and wanting to rub on me and seemed perfectly happy with this arrow going through her eye. Unfortunately, it happens quite a bit that people will shoot at cats to either get them out of their yard, um, to keep them out of the garbage, or I guess just for their own sport. So they're investigating this, you know, the what happened to the cat, and hopefully they'll get more details and be able to prosecute the person. After a few hours of surgery, Dr. Baldak was able to pull out the arrow and repair her wounds. She's been doing great. Um, she, the next day, she was eating, drinking, running around the cage. She's had no ill side effects because of this. She lost her eye, and she's got to learn to adjust her eyesight. But Dr. Bolduck did an amazing job. It's kind of a one in a million that the arrow went where it did and didn't go through her skull or obliterate her jaw or something like that. I would say it was definitely a miracle that the cat's alive. I can't imagine walking around probably from anywhere from three to seven days with an arrow hanging out of my head and my eyeball hanging down on my nose. So God must have been looking after the animals, all I can say, to, to be turned out this well. Any family who adopts her is going to be lucky to have her. So I'm all set to go home. I'm and <laughs> For now, Precious Angel will live with the Taylors, but soon will be sharing a home with a loving family of her own. I'm Melissa Cohn in Detroit for Zoo 2 Pet News. People interested in adopting Precious Angel have called from Chicago, Indiana, even as far away as Los Angeles. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zoo2.com. Send us story ideas by email us. We'll be back with more pet news right after this commercial break. Hey, ready to take a walk? Not just you, but the whole family. It's the 2009 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 7th from 11 to 3 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet related. Whisker Walk 2009, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle. (laughs) 
and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com You're listening to Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com Z-O-O-T-O-O Now, more of this week's Pet News Stories Love is in the air in Florida. No, it isn't students on spring break. It's an alligator who is looking for love in all the wrong places. Zoo News reporter John McQuiston has the story. Spring has sprung at Sarasota Jungle Garden. Among the blooming flora and the fauna is a gator that might need a lesson in the birds and the bees. Wild gators will do it a little bit more around mating season. This alligator named Attitude still answers the call of the wild. They'll tend to bellow with a low B-flat note, which is basically like a, a big roar calling out to other alligators. When mating season comes, everyone wants in on the action. The tortoises together, ducks with the ducks, but added to the alligator with the garbage truck. There's no accounting for love. Look at that. That's no a, that's a pretend. Normally so calm, the gator hardly seems alive, but twice a week, Almost without fail, when you hear the trash truck, you hear attitude, try to answer. The picture, the sound that the truck makes, um, that's uh, making them think that it's another alligator. The workers here at Jungle Garden say it happens too often and too regularly that attitude bellows when the garbage truck comes for it to be a mere coincidence. When I was in my office, I kept hearing the walls vibrating. And I couldn't figure out what it was until one day I came outside and I followed the noise and I watched her do it. Attitude can't see the truck from where she lives. That makes her reaction easier to understand. Plus, alligators date back to dinosaur times, long before man-made machines produced a rumble that a gator could mistake for one of its own. With the brain the size of a walnut, an alligator's vocabulary is pretty limited. From that to... So it's not certain what she's telling the visitor. She's either uh, trying to attract the alligator that she hears um, to get closer or trying to tell it to get out of her territory. Either way, the truck driver doesn't quite know what to make of being the object of Attitude's attention. I would love to see that! Julie Harder says that alligators are typically loners. Attitude doesn't need company, unless she's looking for love. Sadly for her, she calls and calls and the gator she thinks she hears always drives away. For Zoo2 News, this is John McQuiston. The garbage truck usually makes its pickups before the park opens, so even regular visitors can't get a glimpse of Attitude the Alligator making her call. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zoo2.com. Send us story ideas by email us. They're going for the gold in Florida. It 
may not be Beijing, but this Olympic competition has something the regular games don't. Zoo2 News reporter Chris O'Donnell has the highlights. From lure course racing to flying disc competitions to potato sack races, there were events for competitors and novices alike at the first annual Dog Olympics in Orlando. It's something for pet owners to do as well as for competition, uh, competition dogs to do. More than 200 teams from across the country and Canada came to compete in the Dog Olympics, the first event of its kind to feature a variety of sports all in one location. This is kind of the mall of dog sports, I guess, because you can go somewhere and get everything all at once. Something that not even Matt Diano and Maggie, a three-time world champion, have ever seen. In just the flying disc competition, 79 teams alone vied for gold, silver, and bronze medals. We were here from 7 o'clock till 7.30 yesterday, 7 in the morning till 7.30 at night, and there were people in the stands the entire day. Speedy events like the lure course racing kept crowds captivated for hours. Almost any breed can do this lure coursing. It's, it's really open, and we're always surprised at the dogs and how, how can they love a plastic bag, you know? Dogs can race against each other or individually for time. Shelly Holland's Jack Russell will be quick, excels at lure course racing, and is a Purina dog champion. Sometimes we get people that come to this and then they're hooked, and they want to know, where are you going to be next? And I want to be there. But any dog can compete. Elmo the Dachshund is a Katrina rescue dog, and he runs right alongside the other dogs. You enjoy everything at one time. Just walk around and enjoy yourself with all the dogs. However, champions weren't the only ones welcome. Keeping with Olympic tradition, amateurs competed in events like a potato sack race. Hershey the Dachshund won that event, giving his family quite the dog Olympic experience. It's great. We watch the herding and some of the disc, and it's just been neat to see what the different animals, different breeds can do. And that awareness of breeds and dog ownership is the spirit behind Dog Olympics, an event off to a record start. I would love for this to grow into a grooming competition as well as an obedience competition, as well as confirmation. With a champion like promise of an even better performance in the future. In Orlando, Chris O'Donnell, Zoo2 Pet News. Patel hopes the event will be even bigger next year, including sponsors who produced green products for dogs. For more information, log on to universityofdoglando.com. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zoo2.com. Send us story ideas by email. Move over Mary Kay. There's a fast-growing player in the world of direct sales, but the products are not for you. As Zoo2 News reporter Lori LaMonica explains, pets are the latest rage for the home party. It has the same look and feel of the Tupperware party we have all been to. I've never seen any products sold this way for dogs or cats. You heard right. This party isn't technically for human guests. It's for cherished four-legged family members like Molly the Beagle. This direct sales home party is the latest trend in finding quality products for pets. There you go. I hope we find something in here that, that our little scruffy bear can use. This is a Sure Pets party, the first direct sales company just for pet products. Launched in 2002 by Andrew Shore, the concept was soon duplicated. Pet Lane and Wolfgangs joined the home pet party business in 2006. We invest in them only because they're part of us uh, at one point. $43 billion a year is spent on pet products, but as Pet Lane founder Lane Nemeth says, because direct selling in pet products is so new, they account for just a small fraction of that. People spend thousands of dollars on their pets a year. These companies boast their products are different from what you find in the pet store. They are top quality, healthy, earth-friendly, and in many cases, made in the USA. 
Besides the products being all natural and organic, they're also good for the environment. When toys like this eventually get all chewed up, you can send them back to the company and they will be recycled. I want products that I know that are safe and products that I know are good for my dogs and my cat. Shore Pets, Pet Lane, and Wolfgang's report sales are down, but say they are pretty much recession-proof. People still need to feed and take care of their animals. Anybody who has a dog or a cat, it's their child. Whether they have children or not, it's a member of the family. But all three companies say they are growing rapidly in consultants. More people than ever are showing interest in signing up, trying to earn an extra buck in today's economy. We're always looking for people to be consultants since it's such a fast-growing job opportunity. Even if you don't sign on to sell, any direct sales rep will be happy if you simply offer to host the next party. For Zoo2 Pet News, I'm Laurie LaMonica in Bangor, Pennsylvania. Direct sales don't just cater to dogs and cats. You can also find products for horses, rabbits, birds, and even an emu. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zutu.com and send us story ideas by email. The rough economy has taken a toll not only on people but on their pets as well, many of which end up in shelters when owners can no longer afford to care for them. But in Buffalo, reporter Chris O'Donnell tells us about a program that helps keep families and pets together. My animals are, mean everything to me. That's why Michelle Small is visiting the Buffalo Companion Animal Network Pet Food Pantry in New York. Here, she can pick up food for her dogs. Since she's out of work, it's something she desperately needs. Having this is just everything. You know, that few dollars is to keep that I would need to pay for food is to pay the mortgage or to keep the gas on. Small is one of many people who are visiting pantries these days as pet food pantries spring up across the nation. This here will supply my animals for a month and I, I, I need that help. Thanks to an ongoing recession and a shaky market, February's unemployment rate doubled over last year's to 8.1 percent according to the Labor Department. More than 5 million people received a pink slip in 2008, but the federal government reports a total of 12.5 million Americans are currently jobless. This is, this is tough times, you know, for everybody. Uh, we've had a number of clients lose their jobs, lose their businesses. Um, it's happening to everybody. And that means the pet food pantry trend is growing from Southern California to across the nation. Pantries are stepping up and helping out as much as they can. Some report an increase in demand by 50%. Meanwhile, pet food directories are booming on the Internet, from special interest blogs and forums to the Humane Society of the United States. Pet owners are finding help. A lot of people, that $30, $40 that they're saving by getting this food means making a mortgage payment on time, a car payment on time, a health insurance payment on time. It helps. It's help that Colleen Davy and her husband need as well, and not just for their own pets. Both are out of work and both also rescue stray cats and dogs. It's gotten tight so much everywhere that we're trying to go to places to get help for the animals. Regardless of how long the recession lasts, pet food pantry organizers say they'll keep pursuing their ultimate goal, making sure pets and their families stay together. I don't want to have to make that choice between finding another home for them or someone to take care of them, because they are my life. Reporting in Buffalo, Chris O'Donnell, Zoo2 Pet News. For information on the Humane Society's list of pet food pantries, you can log on to hsus.org or to reach the Buffalo Companion Animal Network, their website is buffalocompanionanimalnetwork.com. 
And if you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, you can go to the news section of Zutu.com and send us stories by email. You've been listening to Pet Pulse News from Zutu.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. Heard each week on PetLifeRadio.com.